Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. This is Baby Beginnings with your host, Stacy Bunyar. Stacy will assist moms, dads, and birth workers through the roller coaster of obstacles and emotions and to help plan for what lies ahead for you and your precious newborn. So please welcome the host of Baby Beginnings, Stacy Bunyar. Thank you for joining Baby Beginnings this morning. Hope you're all doing well. You are tuned in today on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. I'm your host, Stacey Bunyar. It seems that meeting twins and triplets um, is becoming more of a common occurrence. Um, twice the fingers, twice the toes, and twice the bums to clean. <laughs> and even though uh, there's more babies to love, the pregnancy and postpartum period with multiples can be quite challenging. Today we have Emily Lindblad on the show, owner of Three Birds Education and Postpartum Service, uh, Postpartum Care, I'm sorry, and mother of five-year-old triplets. Uh, say hello, Emily. Hello, Stacy. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So, Emily, uh, tell us briefly what services your company offers. Sure. Well, Three Birds was founded kind of in response to my own experience with my um, triplet pregnancy and postpartum period. Um, we did not have kind of an ideal family building journey. It wasn't the fairy tale story. Um, and while I'm thankful that we live in Massachusetts because there are a lot of medical supports for us. There isn't much in terms of kind of the psychosocial support. Um, there are some wonderful organizations out there, um, but unfortunately there wasn't anything necessarily local. So I wanted to create a place where families that, you know, didn't have an ideal conception or had a high risk pregnancy or, you know, their delivery and, immediate postpartum was a bit rocky, could find um, knowledgeable support um, to kind of get the resources that they needed given their unique situation. Excellent. Um, so when you say um, you're offering them services, and is that a way of both classes and uh, postpartum doula services? 
Yeah, um, that and a little bit of everything. There are a couple of different organizations that I uh, volunteer for. So I run everything from um, general infertility support groups for New Resolve New England um, to virtual education for twin and triplet families around the U.S. and the U.K., um, local support in terms of prenatal and parenting classes and postpartum um, kind of in-home care for families in the Boston area and uh, bereavement support as well. Excellent. Um, so you're on this journey yourself um, with your triplets mm -hmm. and, and you just said, hey, I know there's other moms out there suffering like me. What can I do to help them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we tried to connect with... Um, and expecting multiples class when I was pregnant from a now defunct um, Boston area parenting center. And honestly, it was a disaster. We had I spent oh, no. the entire pregnancy up until that point being terrified and trying to figure out, you know, how, what am I going to do? How, like, what, what do you do with three newborns? Um, and we showed up and the instructor was lovely and everyone went around the room and introduced themselves and as you know, twins, 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 and the instructor had twins. Um, and they got to us and we introduced ourselves and the woman teaching the class looked at us and said, well, what are you going to do? And I lost it. I was like, that's, that's, that's why, why I'm here. here. You're supposed to be telling me what I'm going to, how I'm going to survive this. Um, honestly, at that point I hadn't been so big, I probably would have walked out, but as it was like I had landed, so I was going to be there for the next couple of hours. <laughs> so it took too much effort to get up. But, um, right. Yeah, it was heartbreaking because I thought, you know, finally we're going to find our people. Um, and then so what is it like when you are having an ultrasound and someone says there's more than one baby in there? What's the your reaction to that? I don't think I believed it, to be perfectly honest. I was like, oh, no, that's funny. And my husband's next to me and just turns white. Um <laughs> And it didn't really, it took a couple of days to sink in. Um, honestly, the scariest was the next ultrasound because they were taking a really long time and um, we'd already had a loss in the past and I was getting really nervous. And I was like, you know, do you, do you see all three heartbeats? Is everything okay? And they're like, yeah, no, we're just looking for a fourth. Sometimes, you know, one will split late. I was like, I'm sorry, what? What? <laughs> no, there, no, <laughs> there cannot be a fourth one in there. Um, Oh, yeah, quad and quintuplet moms, I'm in total awe of. I don't, I mean, I feel like there's always, you know, there's always a layer above you that you're like, I don't know how you do it. Um, so how long does it yeah, take to really digest that information? I know you're in disbelief when they tell you, but like, mm -hmm. is it days? Is it weeks? Is it the whole pregnancy where you're like, oh, what, what point do you get on board? We're like, okay, we're having three babies. Um, honestly, there's still days I wake up and I'm like, Oh, all right, there are three of you. This is how, um, I think for us, what really hit home was setting up the three cribs and looking at their room and saying, Oh, this isn't going to work. So we ended up having to switch. We put the kids in the master bedroom and we took the little, what was going to be a cute little nursery. Um, and I think that's when it really hit like, no, there, there will be three of them. These cribs will be filled at some point. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, I think it will be a shock forever. Mm. Now I can't imagine the, life without them, but right. it's, you know, it's still kind of a, a weird thing to think about. What is the biggest challenge you face doing this work? Um, honestly, just balancing my kids, my family life with work. I'm sure that's, you know, if 
any working yes. parent has the same um, challenges. It's definitely not multiple specific. It made it a little bit harder initially just because, um, you know, I'm a teacher. I've been an educator for ever. Um, and I was always planning on going back to work, but then we were looking into childcare options and found out that my salary wouldn't even cover childcare times three. So, um, you know, it's, it's a balance. It's a struggle to kind of meet everybody's needs and keep our health semi-organized. There's always laundry somewhere, but, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing different from any other working parent. Right. Um, and now you also are part of um, Still Birthday. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. I did my Still Birthday training um, because my goal, um, you know, going back to kind of the original reason for founding Three Birds was that um, I, I wanted to feel comfortable supporting any family regardless of the outcome, um, whether it was multiples, whether it was, you know, high-risk pregnancy, a NICU stay, uh, you know, whatever life threw at them. I wanted um, to help those families find their place and find the resources that they needed to kind of come to terms with whatever their experience was. And that and that's really important, especially with twins, because um, it is kind of common to lose a multiple when you're having multiple babies, whether um, it's just one takes over all the nutrients and then you lose a twin or, or, um, or just any multiple array of, of issues that can happen while you, you have these things. So um, those moms need support mm -hmm. too. They're bringing home a baby and, and still losing a baby, which has to be tough. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately that does um, definitely happen. Thankfully with, early ultrasounds now becoming the norm it's some of the um issues that you would have run into in the past with twin gestations and triple gestations are are getting attention a little bit quicker um but you know that does still happen where you you will lose a baby um or if um your multiples are born early which many are um there's always a possibility that one or more of them pass in the NICU all right. Well, thank you. We need to head off to our first break here at BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. Uh, when we return, we're going to talk pregnancy with multiples. This is Stacey Bunyard. Don't move. Do you ever wonder why certain things are happening in your life? How to start a business or a new direction? Need answers? Astrologer Bonnie Perbula can help you reveal your true self and gain strength and focus so you can achieve greater joy and success. Working with a natal birth date, time, and location, Bonnie brings out qualities to aid you in getting the best from your life. She can help you unlock dormant traits to bring you greater awareness. Bonnie also conducts public speaking engagements to educate educate aspiring astrologers on their journey to the stars. A gifted artist, Bonnie bridges her talents and recently launched a line of Astro Bears, uniquely created in colors of individuals' astrology charts. She also makes one-of-a-kind necklaces of crystal beads and woven thread. To learn more about the world of Bonnie Prabula, go to bonniegprabula.com and for astrology consulting, visit astrologyconsultants.com or call or email her at 808-526-1536 or bonniegp at aol.com. 
MJ Domit is the owner of Expect to be Empowered, a company whose specialty is empowering people to live their best life by following their heart and accepting themselves unconditionally. After studying and making personal changes, MJ now focuses on giving others tools for self-empowerment. She provides individual and group workshops for people who are physically, emotionally, and spiritually blocked. Inspired by her work at Expect to be Empowered, MJ authored the book Waves of Blue Light, Heal the Heart and Free the Soul with accompanying empowerment cards. She is a Spirit Book of the Year Gold Medal Living Now Book Award winner. And her book is a number one Amazon bestseller in spirituality and was a 2012 gold medal winner recognized as the Living Now Spirit Book of the Year. An inspirational speaker, MJ will show you how you can repurpose every area of your life. Your life did not just happen to you. You chose it, which means you can change it. Visit www.expecttobeempowered.com or call 866-264-8024. Welcome back. This is Stacey Bunyard, and you're listening to us on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Today on Baby Beginnings, we are talking about having multiples. Um, if you would like to call and ask any questions today, you can call us here at the station at 866 866- Four five one one four five one. Now, pregnancy with multiples can be more challenging than having a singleton. Um, you're going to be much bigger, and people are not going to hesitate yeah. to tell you that you are much bigger. <laughs> um, no. Emily, tell us what other complications um, can occur with having multiples, or, or what challenges moms face by having more than one baby. Definitely. Um, I mean, size is a huge issue, I guess, that people don't necessarily think about. Um, I know plenty of families who, you know, you, you couldn't drive your car because your stomach couldn't fit. You, um, yeah. you tend to grow out of maternity clothes, which you never really would think was a thing, um, especially with higher order multiples. So triplets are more the calorie requirements per day are kind of insane, especially um when you deal with the fact that a lot of multiple pregnancies um, lead to more severe morning sickness, um, which I hate morning sickness. I threw up around the clock. Um, But, you know, team that with the fact that you have a minimum of sometimes, you know, three or 4,000 calories that you need to eat a day to make sure that all of the babies are getting all of the nutrients that they need. Um, And it's, it's intense. Um, The, monitoring that goes along with having multiples can also be a bit um, of a second job. With twins, it's fairly similar to a singleton pregnancy, at least for the early stages. Um, With higher order multiples, you're going to be seen weekly, if not multiple times a week, depending on um, kind of what configuration of identicals and fraternals and who's sharing placentas. so it, it can be a lot to kind of absorb, a lot to kind of juggle while you're still coming to terms with the fact that there are more than one baby. And would that tracking start like right from the first trimester all the way through to the end, the weekly checks? Yes. Yep. Typically oh. it's right when they figure out how many are in there. Um, oh. <laughs> again, with twins, usually it's a little bit more low-key in the beginning, um, but I mean, for three, four or more babies, it's, you know, as soon as they discover that it's higher order multiples, you are, you really get to know your maternal fetal medicine specialist. You get to know the whole team. You get, I mean, you have a a whole group of people um, that are 
you know, supporting your health, supporting the baby's health, which is fantastic. But it is, you know, kind of overwhelming to all of a sudden be going from this, yay, we're pregnant to this, you know, kind of highly medicalized scenario. Experience. A lot to, to juggle and to take in. Um, um, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Um, so with uh, all these complications, um, there could be like preeclampsia and as you said, um, hyperemesis, which is the severe morning sickness the whole time. Um, are you higher risk for gestational diabetes with multiples or, um, polyhydramnios or anything like Um, that? Yep. Essentially any sort of pregnancy risk, you are at a higher risk of getting those complications because of a multiple gestation. Um, although the biggest complication, um, is premature birth. So be prior to 37 weeks, everything else is, you know, is still a concern, but, um, that is the most common complication for multiple pregnancy. Now, do you encourage parents of multiples to take classes earlier in their pregnancy for that reason, because of preterm labor? Yes, absolutely. Um, I typically recommend that any sort of prenatal prep classes be taken before 26, 28 weeks tops. Um, even if you do go past that, you're just going to be really uncomfortable. <laughs> right. um, and it's going to be you know, better to have all the information ahead of time. So if you do go into labor spontaneously or if the you know, babies need to be delivered um, prior to 30 weeks, you have all that information. You're not kind of stuck grasping for knowledge while dealing with the emotional piece it's you know it's still going to be an emotional process but you at least know okay there are the resources that are available to me here's what steps i can do to um ensure that my health and the baby's health and um kind of emotional health in addition to physical health is taken care of and what steps do you suggest um to make that um prenatal period easier for moms like i'm sure there are dying of heartburn and just miserable Mm -hmm. in size. Like, is there suggestions you have to make their lives a little more comfortable? Yeah. um, A lot of parents and multiple find that they uh, sleep better reclined and um, whether it's in, you know, in an actual recliner or just propped up on a lot of pillows. Um, A lot of babies can put a lot of pressure on your rib cage. Um, it's actually interesting. I ended up in the ER once because I thought I was like having a heart attack. And they were like, nope, that's just, you know, your chest wall is expanding because of all the babies. I was like, oh, this is great. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so it, it is just, you know, really uncomfortable, especially when lying down. It can be tough to catch your breath. The reflux can be an issue. Um, so I typically, you know, try to recommend that families get as much rest as they can, however that looks. When, you know, maybe it is you sleep in essentially upright in a chair for a couple of weeks, if that's what you need to do. Um, It's interesting that the kind of common practice used to be bed rest, but doctors have been going away from that in the recent years. They're finding that it um, isn't as effective as they thought, or they, um, there are actually some negative effects. Um, A lot of times you'll be placed on pelvic rest, which means um, you can't, um, use any sort of, I'm trying to think of like a delicate way to say this. Um, you have to go on strict pelvic rest. Right. That area is closed <laughs> down for a while. Um, right. Let's say like that. Um, the factory is but closed. The actual physical, <laughs> yes. But the actual physical 
bed rest of, you know, you lay down and don't get up is really only reserved for extreme cases because, um, like I said, it, it's been found to not be super helpful, but also have some negative um, effects in terms of um, mental health. And, you know, if you're on bed rest for multiple weeks, then, the, you know, your musculature um, starts to have some issues. Um, that being said, a hospital bed rest is still somewhat common, um, especially if there is a need for frequent monitoring, but bed rest on its own without that monitoring piece isn't generally subscribed, at least in the Boston area anymore. So with the risk of premature delivery, like always present with multiples and knowing that mm -hmm. they can bring anxiety to most of the pregnancy um, and not letting the moms really settle in and really enjoy their pregnancy, mm -hmm. um, what do you recommend for them? Um, oh. You know what? Know Let's just put that on the shelf for oh. a minute. I'm sorry. We have to go off to commercial break, but we'll talk about that when we get back. Uh, this is Stacey Bunyer on BBM Global Network. Uh, we'll return. We'll talk about delivering multiples. Stay right there. Dr. Rob Moyer is the director of the Ocean River Institute, and he is passionate about saving the ocean by helping dolphins suffering from nitrogen pollution. Nitrogen is a dangerous pollutant, affecting our oceans, altering ocean ecosystems, and contributing to global warming. The Ocean River Institute provides opportunities to make a difference and encourages people to go the distance for savvy stewardship of a greater and bluer planet Earth. Partnered with organizations from Massachusetts to Florida, Alaska to the Caribbean, the Ocean River Institute's mission is to foster involvement in conservation and environmental monitoring by facilitating grassroots efforts at local and regional levels. Hello, I'm Rob Moyer of the Ocean River Institute. Please visit our website at oceanriver.org. Sign up for free e-alerts. You may call us at 617-661-6647. Our email address is info at Ocean River. Become informed and then act with us. Thank you. Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomena while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. Baby Beginnings is back on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is your host, Stacey Bunyar, owner of Baby Beginnings New England. If you'd like to reach out to our guest, Emily, at Three Birds Family Education and Postpartum Services, go to her website at www.threebirdsnewborn.com. Um, so, Emily, do you think most moms of multiples end up getting steroid shots to enhance the baby's lungs just in case of early delivery, or is it um, just if they're showing the signs of the preterm labor? Um, every MFM handles that a little bit differently. Typically, it's not a standard um, operating procedure unless 
you are showing signs of preterm labor, but it's not a blanket, you know, when you get to X gestational age, everybody gets a shot. Um, maybe someday it will be, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know <laughs> if it'll be necessary, but um, no, it's not a blanket um, recommendation at this point. Um, so I personally have attended a few uh, vaginal twin births. And so first, mm -hmm. why don't we talk about what a multiple birth that goes to term, uh, what it might look like? Do you want to tell the listeners what a vaginal birth of multiples uh, looks like in that case, if, if everything is good and full to term? Sure. Um, so with a twin gestation, um, a lot of it ends up having to do with the comfort of the care provider. There are some places that will place restrictions on how long um, the laboring person is allowed to go in between the two births. So if baby A comes out, sometimes you say, okay, well, you know, you have 20 minutes to get baby B out, and then we're going to start talking about interventions. Um, other places are able, or I guess more comfortable to um, about letting the delivery go a little bit longer. Um, it's definitely not a cookie cutter birth. You don't have to think, oh, twins, therefore it's an automatic C-section. Um, but it is definitely something that needs multiple, um, I guess, avenues. It's helpful to have plans A through like Z at that point. <laughs> um, and it is a really long conversation with your provider. Um, in order to figure out what kind of your wants are, what's best for the babies, what's best for you, what um, the doctor is comfortable with recommending. Um, but it definitely doesn't have to be kind of a one-size-fits-all situation. With um, higher-order multiples, it gets a little bit trickier. It is very rare to deliver, say, for instance, triplets vaginally. I know of a couple of cases where that's happened. Um, more frequently, those are delivered by C-section, although there are some instances with both twin and triplet births that um, you end up doing both. The first baby or babies are delivered vaginally, and then the second or you know, subsequent babies are delivered by C-section. And what is the, I mean, it, does that help the mom ease um, the loss of, of having a vaginal birth? She, I mean, so many moms just don't want a cesarean. So if they feel like part of their birth was vaginal birth and part was a cesarean. Um, does that make them feel a little better about the process? I, oh, not at all. I've yet to meet a <laughs> I, um that I've ever met is dead set on avoiding that situation. I mean, the worst thing you want to do is have to recover from two different births in right. the same birth, essentially, is what it comes down to. Um, a lot of people will, if it looks like it might go that way, will just make the call to swap um, to a total cesarean birth. Just Right. And that would make to, sense to me, <laughs> but I, I don't know yeah. why you would be like, oh, let's just try it. Yeah. I mean, it's, and again, it comes down to the provider. Like I was saying, there's some that um, are not comfortable even trying a vaginal delivery unless both babies are in position. There are others that are willing to um, deliver vaginally if baby A is in position and then see if they can term B once you know they have a little bit more space. But uh, it's definitely a conversation that needs to begin early in the pregnancy to make sure that, you know, everybody's on the same team when it comes time to actually deliver. Yeah. One of the, the births I attended, the baby A was in position and delivered great. And the baby B became breech. And uh, they still mm -hmm. vaginally delivered the breech baby here in Boston, which was fantastic. Uh, the mom thought it was a little aggressive to 
deliver a baby that way. Um, but the doctor thought mm-hmm. it was wonderful. So there was a conversation after because I think the mom thought it was a little aggressive um, on how that baby mm-hmm. came out. But still, it wasn't a C-section. And it, is, so. it is tough because there's no way to predict how that baby B is going to act once they have all that room. Because um, even if the babies are, you know, everybody's lined up ready to go. Once they have all that space, sometimes they're like, whoa, look at this. I can stretch. I can move. Right. Um, And what I didn't know until I attended a multiples birth is that sometimes baby B can come out right behind or the cervix can close Mm -hmm. and then you have to reopen it. That was surprising to me. I had no idea that was a possibility. (laughs) I thought once it was open, it was open. No, because um, some, you know, if that situation does happen, like I said, some providers are okay with waiting a while and others are just, um, you know, trying to keep everything moving along. But um, even if it is a vaginal birth, at least around here, the majority of time you are going to be delivering in an OR just in case it needs to become a cesarean. Um, It's a little bit easier to already have the space, have everything prepped rather than, you know, be dealing with an emergency and trying to find an open room. Um, I don't know if that's what you've seen in your experience, but that's typically how, um, how it works in this area at least. Yeah, we would start pushing in the room and then move to the OR uh, for the delivery. Now, um, if a mom is in premature labor, um, most -hmm. of the time, all attempts to stop the labor and put mom on bed rest would be executed first, correct? Yes. Yep. Um, Especially depending on the gestational age, there might um, be uh, a circlage put in, which is stitches in the cervix. that's typically going to be done before viability, which, I mean, Boston Hospital kind of is 24-ish weeks. I've seen a little earlier, um, depending on the doc. But that would kind of be the first line of defense. After that, um, especially once the babies are viable, everything is done to stall labor if possible. If not, um, if they can't stop it entirely, then try to – have it hang on long enough so that um, the two storage shots can happen. And those um, have to happen about 12 hours apart for maximum effectiveness. So we'll try to hold off at least for that long. And what, what do they do to stop the labor or slow it down? Is it magnesium that they're using or something else? Yes. Typically it's magnesium, which is honestly terrible. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> make you feel as a birth parent. Um, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do at that point. Right. All right. Thanks for that. Um, this is your host, Stacey Bunyarn. Baby Beginnings needs to move to a commercial break right now here on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We'll be right back. Introducing BetterHomeAndGarden.com. That's www.BetterHomeAndGarden.com with just the letter N in Better Home and Garden. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the highest quality products on the market that are environmentally safe and effective and to make them available to you at the lowest possible prices. BetterHomeAndGarden.com understands that kind of creativity and do-it-yourself attitude. Thus, we developed our website, BetterHomeAndGarden.com. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the following products right online. Bath, bedding, collectibles, craft, sewing and hobby, food and beverage, furniture, home decor, kitchen and dining, lamps and lighting, large appliances, musical instruments, outdoor cooking, patio items, pet supplies, plant and garden, rug and floor coverings, small appliances, travel and luggage, and so much more. Better Home and Garden is an online retailer offering a wide variety of high-quality brand-name merchandise at discount prices. Our service is personal and we aim to please. Visit us at www.betterhomeandgarden.com. 
Make your home your own. There are artists and then there's Alice Asmar. This award-winning artist has spent her entire life devoted to her artistic pursuits and has had a lifelong fascination with American Indians of the southwestern United States. Her book, Dance to the Great Spirit, showcases her drawings and paintings inspired by sacred rituals of the Pueblo Indians, and four of her lithographs are in permanent collection at the National Museum of American History and the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. She is one of four artists in the United States to win a Woolley Fellowship for study in Paris at L'École des Beaux-Arts and has been featured in numerous publications. She's exhibited at the world's most prestigious museums and galleries and recently won a 20-year service award from the Burbank City Council and the inaugural art competition of the Foundation of the United States in Paris. Visit www.asmarart.com, www.aliceasmarinternational.com, and email alice at aliceasmar at aol.com. And we're back. I'm your host, Stacey Bunyar, and you're listening to Baby Beginnings on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We're talking today with Emily Lindblad. And before the break, we were talking about delivering multiples. Now, uh, Emily, tell me what it feels like to have babies in the NICU. Honestly, it's one of the worst experiences, at least for me. Leaving the hospital without my children was probably the worst day of my life. Um, I'm forever grateful for the care that they received when they were in the NICU because honestly they probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that um but it's it's often described as a roller coaster and it's the worst roller coaster imaginable um a lot of parents just find themselves completely lost you're still dealing with all the you know expected postpartum hormones and emotional changes but instead of being able to kind of snuggle up with your child you're looking at them through a glass box and somebody else is telling you when you can touch them when you can hold them um a lot of times you know depending on how early they are you can't even see their face because of all the you know the tubes and wires and everything um it's definitely not an experience that i would wish on anyone how old were your babies when they were delivered um my three were born at 29 weeks on the day 29 weeks. So they were, uh, yeah, they were little. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> a mother goes through the loss of the ideal image of having and holding and maybe nursing her newborns. There, there's a whole loss mm-hmm. process that a mom has to go through on top of seeing her babies like that, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you see all these beautiful pictures of, you know, a baby that's freshly born on their mother's chest and I kind of saw them as they were whisked out of the room um you do grieve a lot of kind of the the quote-unquote normal birth experience that you just don't get to have um that being said the NICUs especially in the Boston area are really um working towards family-centered care you're involved in um the care of your children as much as you're able to, as much as you're comfortable, um, right from day one, which is wonderful. They're really supportive of, um, of breastfeeding and, you know, making sure that you have opportunities to bond with your baby so that when you take them home, you are, you know, equipped to parent your children. You feel like you do know them. They're not strangers to you. Um, so yeah, how... It's, it's, do new parents bond with their new babies when they're so fragile? Like, what are they doing to help build that bond? Mm-hmm. Um, if your baby is able to, kangaroo care or skin-to-skin care is um, 
wildly beneficial for babies and parents. Um, it's interesting from the parental side uh, of things, the benefits for babies are well documented, but with parents, it can also help with things like milk supply. It can help um, stabilize uh, a parent's moods. It can, um, I don't want to say prevent perinatal mood disorders, but it kind of it aids in that sense of um, purpose. So they, you know, it can be very easy to, to sit back and look at this whole team of medical professionals that are keeping your children alive and saying, like, what, you know, they don't need me. What, what am I doing here? They, um, I don't know how to care for them. I, you know, what's my job? And then when, you know, you have them curled up on your chest and their stats level out and you can finally take a deep breath for the first time in what feels like, you know, weeks, um, you say, okay, this is it. They, you know, they're, even though I don't have all the medical degrees to, provide their respiratory support or cardiac support, they still, you know, we know each other on kind of a deep level. Do you encourage moms to start pumping as soon as possible if their baby goes to the NICU? Yeah, if they're thinking about breastfeeding, then absolutely. Um, the benefits of breast milk for preemies are very well documented. Um, a lot of the NICUs in our area actually use donor milk um, instead of formula with the youngest preemies. Um, just because it, it does so much for gut health um, and can prevent some pretty scary complications. But if parents are um, planning on breastfeeding, then I, you know, as soon as they are, the parents themselves are healthy enough, physically healthy enough to start pumping, then um, I definitely recommend them to start. Um, because even if you're only getting, you know, tiniest little bits um, in the beginning, that it, you know, that is all that your baby is going to need. Um, and it can help you build a supply so at the point when they are able to actually actively breastfeed um, that your supply is there. You're ready kind of to meet them where they're at. So let's trans so over. Um, Go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say, it can be a lot of pressure, though. The kind of flip side to that is feeling like, okay, this is the only thing I can do for them. And, you know, sometimes there are challenges, especially if it's, an early birth, if it's been, um, it was a hard delivery for the mother, it can, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I, I feel like I, I was in that position. I had a lot of complications with myself after the delivery. Um, so I kind of like to say like, yes, the breast milk is going to be very beneficial for your children, but this isn't the only thing that you can do for them because it can, like I said, put Add a lot more of pressure stress. on the parent, especially if things aren't going yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a, a lot of moms feel that way. They're like, you know, with my baby being in the NICU and the driving back and forth to the hospital, um, maybe pumping is just another thing that is adding to their stress level. So um, obviously, mm -hmm. if it's adding, you know, more problems for the mother, maybe it's not as beneficial as it needs to be when you could get donor milk. Yeah. And waking up in the middle of the night with a newborn is hard, but waking up because your alarm tells you it's time to pump when, you know, your baby's in the hospital somewhere is, you know, not fun for anybody. Right. So let's transition to over nursing um, term babies mm -hmm. and multiples. Do you think mom should attempt to tandem feed or alternate breast and bottle? Um, what do you think is easiest for a new mom with multiple babies that wants to breastfeed? I think if the end goal is breastfeeding, then it makes sense to breastfeed from the beginning, whether that's tandem or not. 
Um, a lot of times people go in with a goal of tandem feeding, and if it doesn't work right away, get really nervous and think, oh, this is never going to happen. Um, sometimes, especially if the babies are on the smaller side or maybe there's some latch issues, it can be helpful to feed them one at a time just to really get to know what sort of supports the babies need um, to have an effective latch and to, um, you know, make sure that all those kinks are worked out before you add the second baby to the mix. Um, right. I always tell families to, you know, start with that big lofty goal. You know, we're going to breastfeed exclusively for a year and tandem feed and all that, but you know, make little goals too. So say, you know, it's been three days and everybody is rotating breastfeeding. Like this is great. We're learning each child. We're learning what they need. Um, and then work towards those bigger goals so that, you know, there are some kids that come right out and latch on beautifully and you can tandem feed from the get go, but that isn't everybody's experience. And that's, that's okay. Um, I think a lot of whether it's, you know, breastfeeding or anything with multiples is just kind of normalizing the fact that you might not know what it's going to look like until the babies are here. And that's okay. That's stressful, obviously. Um, But it's a lot of just kind of learning together. Well, that's some great information. It's Um, time for us to take a short break on Baby Beginnings. This is Stacey Bunyar on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Stay right there. Do you ever wonder why certain things are happening in your life? How to start a business or a new direction? Need answers? Astrologer Bonnie Perbula can help you reveal your true self and gain strength and focus so you can achieve greater joy and success. Working with a natal birth date, time, and location, Bonnie brings out qualities to aid you in getting the best from your life. She can help you unlock dormant traits to bring you greater awareness. Bonnie also conducts public speaking engagements to educate aspiring astrologers on their journey to the stars. A gifted artist, Bonnie bridges her talents and recently launched a line of Astro Bears, uniquely created in colors of individuals' astrology charts. She also makes one-of-a-kind necklaces of crystal beads and woven thread. To learn more about the world of Bonnie Prabula, go to BonnieGPrabula.com and for astrology consulting, visit AstrologyConsultants.com or call or email Email her at 808-526-1536 or bonniegp at aol.com. French Rastafarian baker Chef Ugmat is a fourth-generation baker and has worked in 11 countries across three continents. Born in Mulhouse, France, he began apprenticing in his father's bakery at age 12 and has devoted his life to learning cultures of the world from inside kitchens across the globe. He also teaches traditional French baking by hosting demonstrations and classes, and his passion for baking is reflected in his delicious confections. With a deep respect for discipline and his Rastafarian way of life, Chef Ouvmat exemplifies commitment to tradition and culture in a global world. Traveling extensively and combining a myriad of flavors into his recipes, Chef Ouvmat brings a unique approach to baking. To read more about the French Rastafarian baker, visit www.frenchchefoug.com. That's H-U-G-U-E-S. Bon appétit and bless up. This is Baby Beginnings coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. I'm your host, Stacey Bunyar. Emily Lindblad is with us, educating us on multiples today. Um, right before break, we were talking about breastfeeding um, twins. But now let's talk about um, those higher multiples and trying to breastfeed them. Emily, what can you tell us about that? Sure. Um, similarly to breastfeeding twins, you just kind of have to set those big goals and then break it down into manageable steps. Um, I do know some families that have exclusively breastfed um, triplets. I don't know anybody who's exclusively breastfed quads, but I'm sure that they're out there. 
Um, more commonly, babies are uh, fed using some combination of breast and bottles. And in that, those cases, you just kind of have to figure out a routine that works for you. Um, so for in my particular case, um, we were on kind of a, a two bottles, one nursing session. So we rotate throughout the day. Each feeding, I would be um, breastfeeding one of the babies while the other two got bottles. Um, sometimes it was pump milk. Sometimes it was formula. Um, a lot of times with really small newborns, they're going to be on fortified milk anyway. So even if you are um, breastfeeding, they're either going to be having um, specialized formula bottles afterwards or you're pumping and then your milk is being fortified um, to add extra calories. Now, so I would kind of, you imagine know, you need a tight schedule um, because if you were doing all this on demand, you would never get a break. Um, well, the best kind of way to balance the, you know, the need to respect the baby's needs, um, but also, you know, your need for things like sleep um, mm-hmm. are, is to feed on demand by whoever demands first. Um, so typically the whole, you know, never wake a sleeping baby attitude is thrown out the window when you have multiples. Um, and whoever is showing signs of hunger first, you then wake everybody up and feed them. Um, eventually some babies settle into a routine on their own. Sometimes you need to kind of help them along the way a little bit more. Um, my own kids got to a point where they were so synced up that we didn't really have to, um, kind of initiate that routine on their own. They, I mean, we got to a point where they would all poop at, with the same five minute window every day. Um, <laughs> but it is, it is helpful to at least kind of group care together. Um, especially if you're breastfeeding, kind of watching a clock isn't going to be super helpful. Um, you know, babies can't tell time. It's better just to watch, watch your babies and take their cues, your cues off of them. But um, like I was saying, you know, if one of them is showing signs of hunger, then wake everybody up just so you're not in a situation where one's up and down and then the next one and then the next one. And then, you know, right. you realize you haven't slept in days. So most new parents with one baby are never really fully prepared for what the postpartum life with a baby is really like. So when mm-hmm. it's multiple babies coming home, how important is it to have a good support system in place? Oh, it can make or break you. Um, <laughs> you, you know, with one baby, you need supports. You're spending your all of your time and energy keeping your, you know, the small human or humans alive. Um, and you need people to make sure that you are being taken care of, that you're being fed, that, you know, you're not running out of toilet paper at three o'clock in the morning. Um, it's really helpful to have some sort of support system, even if it's people you know, friends and family that don't live near you, they can still organize a meal train and call you in delivery, um, have groceries delivered. A lot of families now, I feel the trend is moving away from um, like cute little things for baby showers. And I've seen families that have pulled together to get um, like gift certificates for postpartum doulas or for house cleaning services, things like that. So I think- Yeah, services um, are so important for new moms. (laughs) They don't need more stuff. They need services. Right. And now that, you know, you're not necessarily going to be living in the same, you know, street, let alone, um, you know, you might be living across the country from your, your family, um, kind of replace the, you know, they're not going to be coming over and dropping off food and going grocery shopping for you, finding other avenues to accomplish the same goals is, is super helpful. So we build that basically um, um, by 
having the parents or the mom reach out and say, this is what I would like for you guys to do for me um, instead of a shower or as part of my shower um, presence. Uh, how, how do you build that support? Um, I think it depends. I've seen some families that kind of knew or at least had an idea of what they were going to need and ask for it specifically. There's some, especially with new parents, they don't know necessarily what they need. So usually those efforts I find are spearheaded um, by either family members or friends of theirs who have had kids and kind of are able to say, okay, you don't know what you need right now, but I've done this, like, here's what I would have wanted. And then they're the ones that organize the, you know, the house cleaning service or um, the doula package or whatever it might be. But it is, you know, it's as cute as tiny socks are. It is more helpful to have your clean laundry done rather than, you know. And a a lot of dads don't get that paternity care either so you know dads might only get a week or two off and then you know if a mom doesn't have that support in place then she might struggle when's she gonna shower showers are important (laughs) they are (laughs) i agree (laughs) Um, i mean that's not like there's gonna be bad days um there are the days where you just don't shower and you know everybody's teething and it's you know you just kind of kind of Gotta write them out. Um, but if you know that, you know, you don't have to worry about like what's for dinner that night, it can take a load off. So in the beginning, um, it's very easy to feel overwhelmed or like you're not doing a good job. Talk to me about mm-hmm. that prenatal mental health period. Sure. Um, well, from a prenatal standpoint, it's really easy to feel oh, like yeah. a ticking time bomb. Um, especially when, you know, everyone is telling you, okay, well, these are the complications, this, um, you know, this is what you need to be doing, blah, blah, blah. It, it, it can feel like, you know, you can't take a pause to just enjoy the fact that you're pregnant. Um, you're constantly waiting for something to go wrong. And in some cases that never happens. And you, you sit there and say like, well, okay, I guess I could have enjoyed that more. And then, then other cases it does happen. And you're sitting there saying, well, what did I do wrong? I did everything I was supposed to do. How did this happen anyways? Um, so the mental health piece is really important um, with multiples. You are, are at a higher risk of um, uh, perinatal mental health disorders, so postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, um, when you have multiples. And this is for both parents, not just the birth parent. Um, but there are other risk factors that include you know, a high-risk pregnancy, which... You know, when you, especially when you're talking about higher order multiples, that's a high risk pregnancy. Um, if you had a complication in childbirth, so if it's an unplanned C-section, if you're on bed rest, if your baby is in the NICU. Um, so unfortunately, you do end up with these families that have pretty much every risk factor checked off. Um, so it's right, important to, need- for everybody around them to kind of be aware of the potential complications. All right. We need to head to our last break on Baby Beginnings today here on BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about that postpartum mental health period. This is Stacy Bunyar. Sit tight. Joseph A. Moylan is the owner of Ion Health, which specializes in very unique medical devices. Ion Health offers biomats, alkalife, and frequency machines. Biomats are a far infrared and negative ion emitting FDA approved medical device. With many different sizes available, you can place them on your bed, on a massage table or on a seat in your car. It is an unobtrusive way to health. 
Alkalife machines are water ionizers that cleanse and raise the alkalinity of your tap water, making high alkaline water. Frequency machines utilize certain frequencies to kill viruses and bacteria. These devices are safe and effective. Coming from a health-conscious background and studying physiology at the Academy of Natural Health, Joseph A. Moylan has 15 years of experience in the health field and wants to help you live a healthy, long life. Visit www.ionhealthbiomats.weebly.com or call 765-520-2988. Don't let your health go astray. Get in touch today. Psychologist, master certified coach, and CEO of the executive and organizational development firm True North Leadership, Dr. Relly Nadler brings his expertise in emotional intelligence to keynotes, consulting, coaching, and training. He is the author of Leader's Playbook and Leading with Emotional Intelligence that lays out tips and tools for effective leadership. Dr. Nadler has designed multi day executive boot camps for high achievers in Fortune 500 companies and has coached CEOs, presidents and their staff and developed and delivered innovative leadership programs for such organizations as Anheuser-Busch, BMW, MCI, EDS, DreamWorks Animation, the U.S. Navy and Vanguard Health Systems. To learn more and get your free iPhone app highlighting his tools with videos, leadership keys, visit www.truenorthleadership.com today. This is your host, Stacey Bunyard. We are back on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening live to Baby Beginnings, and we are talking with Emily about having multiples. Um, so before we went to break, we were talking about the prenatal mental health, but I'd like to uh, talk about the postpartum mental health part of it, too. I, you have babies in the NICU, um, and that has to be challenging itself. Uh, are the NICU nurses um, on the lookout for parents struggling um, with with postpartum blues and, and, and postpartum depression also? Oh, absolutely. Um, the NICU staff, especially in kind of the Boston area, are very on top of um, those sort of potential complications. I mean, that being said, there are their primary focus is the babies and their medical health. So it is possible for, you know, things to not get picked up on. Um, I think NICUs all over are kind of trying to go through this big push to make sure that uh, psychosocial support for parents is prioritized um, along with obviously, you know, the medical care of the families. Um, But even, you know, even if your babies don't spend time in the NICU, just the simple fact that, the hormonal fluctuations are going to be a little bit greater given the fact that you have multiples. Um, the sleep deprivation is going to be probably a little bit worse um, with multiples. You know, you still are at a risk um, for complications. And it's really helpful if just the people around you kind of know some things to look out for, know um, where to go to help for some help. Um, we're fortunate that in Massachusetts, there uh, we have a PSI, Postpartum Support International Chapter, um, there are lots of local resources um, from support groups to um, one-on-one help that you can access, um, all, you know, available for you to either find for yourself or for other, you know, friends or family members to kind of reach out and get, gather resources on your behalf. Do you usually find that it's a family member that recognizes the um, the postpartum um, 
period, uh, or, excuse me, I'm <laughs> jumbling today, uh, postpartum mood disorders <laughs> and stuff like that? Um, or do you think it's actually the mom saying, I need help? Honestly, I feel like it differs from family to family. There are some that um, are kind of very aware of their own mental health, which is amazing because then they're the ones saying, okay, no, like something's off. I need, I need to get help. There are others that it is somebody, um, a friend or family member saying, I think something's going on, but I'm not sure what to do. And then there have been instances where it wasn't even on anyone's radar, the parent or their support. So it takes a third party coming in and saying, Hey, you know, from talk, our conversations, I'm noticing a couple of potential red flags. Let's sit down and have a you know a larger talk and, um, you know, use one of the screening tools and figure out is this something that maybe you need to get a little bit more support around. Yeah. And as we know um, that um, postpartum blues can show up anytime in that first year. So, you know, you have three babies all getting sick together, three babies teething together. So maybe mm-hmm. you went through that first few months and you felt like you survived and then you're hitting a whole new um phase in in your baby's lives that break you essentially <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and I've always, I've always hated the like postpartum blues terminology because typically it refers to the first like couple weeks where like you're a little sad your hormones are out of whack and coming online but postpartum depression and anxiety cover you know such a range of symptoms from irritability and postpartum rage which really you know can come as a big shock to a lot of families um from you know, you, you don't think, well, I'm not sad, so there can't be anything wrong. I'm just really anxious and, you know, have suddenly developed all these OCD behaviors to make sure that, like, the babies don't get it, catch any germs. Um, so I think a, a large part of it is going to be educating just kind of the greater public about what those symptoms can look like beyond just the blues. Well, Emily, we learned a lot about having multiples today. It would, um, I would like to thank you for coming on our show. And if you would like to reach out to Emily for a education, postpartum care, or support, you can visit her website at www.3birdsnewborns.com. Um, this is your host, Stacey Bunyar, owner of Baby Beginnings New England, and you've been listening today on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Have a great week. You've been listening to Baby Beginnings with your host, Stacey Bunyar. Tune in each week as Stacey will guide you in making better and informed decisions regarding you, your baby, and your family. Here on Stacey Bunyar's Baby Beginnings. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.